What's up, rock stars? It's Michael Martin. Thanks for being here. Happy Thursday. So, you know, I was thinking about yesterday's episode, and I was thinking about that mindset of, like, let's wait and see. And it hit me that there could be a deeper level of stuff going on, um, all from a stupid overhearing a conversation, right? So think about it. If you don't have goals and you're like, well, I'm just going to see how things go. We'll figure it out. Maybe you're interested in another person, uh, you know, when you're thinking about dating or connecting with them on a deeper level. You know, the whole just wait and see thing means it's like you're delegating your power to something else instead of taking action today. And that usually means that you're avoiding a feeling that you don't want to feel today, even though the feelings that you want to feel are likely on the other side of the one that you don't want to feel. So, um, you know, have some balls is basically what I want to say. You're worth it and you deserve all the abundance in the world, whether it's in your romantic life, your platonic life with men and women or whatever your, you know, non-binary crowd if you are. Same thing with money uh, and trading is if you make it part of your consciousness, you will get what you think about. So if all of your stuff is resigned to like, well, I'm not sure, let's wait and see, and that's tied into your goals, you're going to get wait and see kind of results. There's not going to be, the universe doesn't create urgency for you. You have to do it yourself. So if things aren't moving the way that you want them, that's okay too. It's fine to be stalled. Maybe you as a stock are, are trending sideways. You're consolidating, right? You haven't hit bottom, but you haven't broken out to the upside either. And that's an emotional state to be. And sometimes you just take some time to figure it out. But what I do know is that people who have abundance are people who have goals and they manifest those goals even if they don't know how to get them. What's great about that is the resources oftentimes are right under your nose, right? I think that's where the saying comes, when the student is ready, the teacher is there. So, you know, I feel like you can get what you want in life as long as you set your mind to it. You don't have to have the full-out business plan written up with financing. You can just have that intention and take the first steps. The rest will fall into place. It's kind of an exciting process. So I started to actually feel bad for this guy at Pete's because I just know that there's about 45 million plus two people out there that are around the world trading their local markets, whether it you know in whatever country they're in, and they could be stuck. And the stuckness is because of the lack of goals. Right When you do this long enough, you look back and you can see people's behavior from the 30,000-foot view and say, if the guy had a goal to figure it out, he'd figure it out. But some people get comfortable in the, like, well, I'm just going to wait and see what happens next week, or I'm just going to see what happens. Whatever happens, happens. I'm fine with that. But then again, you get those types of results because the universe is always going to conjugate itself to, you know, you know, to, to conjugate itself with whatever pronoun you're using, right? So at the end of the day, you know, when I'm talking about verb tenses and subjects, right? So, you know, when, you know, if you say stuff like the guy should have went, you're going to get should have went kind of results. If you say should have gone, you're going to get should have gone kind of results. I think language is very powerful. Um, you know, the way you speak, the way you handle yourself, the things that you say to yourself, you know, is absolutely the most important thing that you can do. It's like, what is your inner dialogue, right? That's why I wrote the inner voice. Maybe you didn't pick up on that, but the inner voice was like, these were the conversations that I was having inside my head. So you can see if you're speaking to a negative frame of mind, right? 
you get negative results in one way, shape, or form, or you certainly don't get the optimal result. You don't get the one that you think you want. But a lot of those things were cleared up for me the minute I started having goals and things to go towards, which weren't like rate of return. I think that's kind of banal. Mostly it's about process. Once you have the process down, your returns are largely, you know, comes down to a few things. Are you trading with leverage, right? I mean, that's really what amplifies gains and losses. And so you have to, first you need the process, then you could figure out what's your leverage, right? If you're trading interbank currencies, right, there's leverage. In fact, there used to be some enormous leverage. I think you could almost trade 200 to one at times, like, which is crazy, which is exactly, think about it. What kind of jackass does someone have to be to not know their, anything about trading put money down and trade at 200 to one. Like, I don't even know how companies can get away with letting people doing that, right? That to me is the equivalent of leading a loaded gun on the kitchen table in a house full of kids under six. Fuck is that about? Anyway, then you got the, the commodity futures market, which everything happens with implied leverage, right? There's no loan value, there's no debit value, but you're trading anywhere, who knows what, five to 10% your down payment, your initial margin call as it is, as it's known as, is, you know, um, a deposit. It's considered a good faith deposit on the full notional value of the contract. And so there's implied leverage there in that you have the benefit, you know, of the, of the full contract not having paid for the full thing. So think about it like real estate. You know, real estate these days, you're putting, what, 20% down, by a million dollar house, if it goes up 20% to the million two, you've basically just doubled your money, even though the house only went up 20%, because you only put down 200k at 20% of a million. So futures kind of works the same way. If you put down 10% and the underlying contract moves 10% in your favor, you've just doubled your margin. The key is that margin, you want that to be a smaller bit of your account, you're oftentimes risking only a fraction of that as well. So whereas, you know, if you have 100K and you have to put down 10,000 to trade gold, you might only be risking $1,000 on the trade, even though your margin requirement is much larger in order to be in the trade. The margin rates are set mostly to keep the financial integrity of the marketplace, right? So that if for those people who are standing for delivery, they, you know, have the means to accept the gold and the folks who are going to deliver it have the physical to do so. Um, as far as stocks and equities, you have day trading buying power. You have all this kind of crazy stuff. Again, you have Reg T that set at 50%. I think that is coming from the 34 Act. Um, the Federal Reserve Board took it all over, and I think that was as a reaction to the crash in 29, at which point, if you look at Jesse Livermore and some of those guys, one of the reasons why they made so much money is because the margin on stocks back then was also like 5 or 10%. So you could trade equities and futures, commodity futures, with the same type of leverage at that time. So people could make enhanced gains because they're only putting down, you know, you're putting down $5 on a $100 stock. Uh, you can lever the, the, the world out of your position. And that works great in raging bull markets. But when things turn, that's why people ended up having negative balances, right? It's possible for that to happen. Uh, I obviously wish that on anybody, but I think the focus for you should be to get clear on your process, one by which you are an action taker. You're decisive, right? Traders are leaders and leaders are decisive. 
and you have to be decisive. You have to be very Machiavellian with your losers. There is no take, there's a take no prisoner kind of a deal. Um, and it's nothing personal. It's just that all of those names that are in your portfolio are subsidiaries of you incorporated. And if they don't start making you money, you know, you have to figure out when do you cut bait. Now, I'm not talking about day trading. You know, obviously you want to give these things some room in my perspective because you get paid to take the risk, right? And there's there's times there's good risks and there's bad risks. Taking risk home overnight or over the weekend isn't necessarily a bad risk. You have to position size it so that it makes sense for you. But it's not rational to say that overnight risk is bad risk, you know? And two, you don't get paid unless there's risk, right? There's reward and there's the risk that goes with it. Now, in this environment, I, again, I don't give out financial advice, but I think in this environment, a person might want to consider cutting their margin balances substantially. So you can't do it in, like I said, in the interbank currency market, you cannot do it in commodity futures because by definition, all those transactions take place in margin account with the leverage, right? Um, and certainly with the interbank, you kind of set your leverage. So what I would do is go hyper-conservative on that. And in the equity space, I don't necessarily, you know what's best for you, but I would not necessarily be trading with a high degree of leverage right now and taking stuff home unless, of course, you know, you're a 20-year vet and you know what you're doing. Because there are so many things that you need to learn about leverage and how it amplifies things and they're too attached to your emotions that go with it. Um, Anyway, not to preach. Again, you know what's best for you, but I'm just trying to put things into your consciousness to reconsider because the goal here is to do this for 30 years or more, right? You don't want to have a destabilizing loss that crushes you in the near term that puts you out of business or destabilizes you from eventually putting on otherwise really, really good trades with your capital. The goal for the professional is to play superior defense. That is it. That's how you make money is to not lose. You're going to lose, but it, you have to keep it within the boundaries that are acceptable to you financially and emotionally. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for being here. If you're new to the show and you haven't already done it, you're welcome to get a free copy of my book, the audiobook version anyway. The book's called The Inner Voice of Trading, and I own the audiobook version rights, which is why I can give it away. It's available for you for free at Martin Chronicle, top right corner. It's on me. Thanks very much for being here. I'll see you tomorrow.